This is the Brabant Bulletin brought to you by the European Brabant Registry of America, where people, passion, and preservation are our mission. Good day, everybody. I'm Stacey Pearsall, your host for today, and I'm going to talk to you about breeding your mare. This podcast was produced by Brabant owner and breeder Rebecca Courtney, and she's got a ton of knowledge, so let's get started. For mare owners making the choice to breed their mare, it is a big and exciting decision. There's nothing more fun than enjoying a lively, playful foal. But getting to that point can take a lot of planning and work. If you want to breed your mare in the future, here are a few things to know about the process. Before jumping into breeding process, it's essential to do your research. There are many factors that play into the success of breeding. Make sure that you spend the time considering the following. A mare's history. How old is your mare? Mares can be bred into the early 20s with no problem, but it's important to understand that older mares that have not foaled recently can be a challenge to breed at times. On the flip side, if you have a young mare and you need to ensure that she's sufficiently developed to carry that foal. The preferred age at first breeding depends on who you ask, but generally it is recommended to wait until that filly is at least three years old so that she foals at the age of four. If your mare has foaled in the past, consider whether she had any issues conceiving, delivering, or raising that foal. These may be red flags for you for future pregnancies. Another thing to consider, your resources. Breeding and foaling a mare is a big commitment, especially if you decide to breed using artificial insemination. You will need a vet that is comfortable with ultrasounding the mare and understanding the breeding cycle. Talk to your local vet about their experiences. If they, or you, do not feel confident in managing the breeding, you may want to inquire about off-site breeding facilities for your mare or hauling her to a reproductive specialist. Okay, AI versus live cover. Determining whether you use artificial insemination or live cover to breed your mare often comes down to the resources you have available. Live cover is often cheaper and requires less involvement for the vet, but... If you don't have a stallion nearby, you will have to make arrangements to get him hauled over to you or vice versa. Artificial insemination opens the door to a wider stallion lineup. However, it requires excellent care from a vet or reproductive specialist, the time to breed correctly, and it can be expensive when you consider mare prep, stallion collection and shipping, vet fees in addition to that stud fee. And the last thing to consider is your stallion selection. Knowing the strengths and weaknesses of your mare helps to select a stallion that will complement her. In addition to confirmation, consider items such as the ancestry of the sire and the mare to minimize inbreeding, any health test that needs to be done, and whether the stallion has a leg health report or not, especially for those European Mervants out there. We have a system at the European Mervant Registry of America called Testimating. It's with our grassroots system. It's our online pedigree. So for anybody with the European Marant Registry's um, comprehensive herd management software at their fingertips, you can actually go in there and test your mare when paired against stallions in our pedigree. And you can look for common ancestors. This helps avoid undesirable breedings and narrows the field for stallions for you to consider. Visit europeanbrabant.com and go to our grassroots pedigree system and you can log in as a guest and see exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Back to mare prepping. Once you have made a decision to breed and have selected a stallion, it's time to begin working through the breeding process. 
in advance of actually breeding that mare, it's important to establish that her uterus is healthy and clean to nurture an embryo. This is done through a uterine culture and cytology. The vet will swab the uterus and send a sample off to the lab for analysis. The lab work should show you any microorganisms that are present, as well as what antibiotics they are susceptible to. If an infection is present, the vet will need to treat it, and most often through antibiotic infusions or uterine lavages. And what's a lavage? A lavage is just a bunch of fluid flushed into the uterus and then flushed out. Oftentimes, that fluid contains antibiotics needed to clear up whatever infection is happening inside her uterus. Okay, so you've got your mare cleaned. Now we're going to look at ovulation. When it comes time to actually breed the mare, timing is everything. Mares are in heat for several days, though the exact number can vary based on the mare and the time of year. They will ovulate a day or two before going into heat. This means that it's pretty much impossible to accurately predict ovulation based on when the mare comes into estrus. If using live cover, standard practice is to tease the mare daily with the stallion until she shows willingness to stand for breeding. From there, the mare is covered on an every other day basis until she goes out of heat. As for artificial insemination, if you're breeding using AI, frequent ultrasounds are used to determine when the mare should be bred. Typically, the mare will be scanned daily or perhaps every other day in, in the early part of the cycle to watch for changes to the uterus and the ovaries to indicate impending ovulation. It is common to use an injection to induce ovulation in order to improve the odds of mare dropping in the egg when the semen is available. The mare's cycle progression must be balanced against the stallion's collection schedule and also leave room for shipping times. This is where it is essential to use a vet who is experienced in scanning and managing mares for the best chance of success. Poor management can result in an open mare, and having to start all over again with ultrasounds, collection, and shipping fees on the next cycle can cost you money. Okay, after she's bred. Once the mare has been bred, a follow-up ultrasound is often performed the day after breeding, and often after final cover if it's a live cover situation. This confirms that the mare has been, in fact, ovulated. This also serves as a way to see if the mare is showing any inflammation or fluid accumulation from breeding that would require some additional treatments or uterine lavages. From there, it's a waiting game until the pregnancy is confirmed. An early pregnancy check can be done at 14 days, and it is strongly recommended that a check can be done prior to 30 days to ensure that there's only one embryo present, as it is highly unlikely that a twin pregnancy may occur, you wanna catch it early enough to pinch one of the twins so you don't have a twin baby. If done beyond 21 days, this check can also be used to confirm that an embryo has a heartbeat. Additional ultrasounds can be done at different stages throughout the pregnancy to confirm the mare is still bred and determine the sex of the embryo, even if you wanna try that. It also monitors for any potential problems during gestation. Okay, I'm going to back up a moment and take a little bit of time to talk about stallion contracts and reading them and how to interpret what they are. So when shopping for a stallion, it's a good idea to get a copy of the stallion's breeding contract to understand the responsibilities of both the stallion and the mare owner and what to expect through that process. Here are some common features of a stallion contract and what to know about them. First is stallion availability. 
The contract should spell out when the stallion is available for breeding and when they are available to do live cover or artificial insemination. It should also state the stud fee, which is due to the stallion owner as a payment for the breeding of the mare. Additional fees are widely variable depending on the stallion and the breeding facility. You should read through the section carefully to get a full picture of the cost of breeding and pay attention to which fees are refundable or non-refundable in the case of a failed breeding attempt. These fees could include, but aren't limited to, a booking fee. A booking fee is a payment due at the time of the contract signing, which reserves your place with the stallion's breeding book. This may be credited towards the final stud fee, or it just may be an additional cost. In a live cover scenario, you can expect to pay mare charges to cover feed and management of the mare during her stay at the stud owner's farm. There may also be a shoot fee that covers the cost of getting help to handle the mare and the stallion during the breeding process. Artificial insemination contracts come from uh, additional charges, which are collecting the stallion and shipping the semen. You may also be required to put down a security deposit for the shipping container that is returned when the container is sent back or cleaning in a timely manner. In terms of mare requirements, most stallion owners require the mare have a reproductive examination and a clean uterine culture prior to breeding to maximize the chance of successful breeding. If the mare becomes pregnant, the contract may spell out requirements for follow-up ultrasounds or vaccines throughout the pregnancy. Ordering semen. Stallion collection often runs on a tight schedule and stallions may not be collected every day. It's important to understand what days the stallion is available for collection and what the protocol is for ordering a shipment. I.e., does the stallion owner require you call the day of, day before, morning of, or maybe they give you a certain amount of time to give them notice when to collect and ship the stallion. Okay, some contracts have a life full guarantee. It's common but it's not universal. It's a feature of a breeding contract that serves as a degree of insurance for the mare owner that they will get a life full for their troubles. So be sure to read about what is defined as a quote life full and the requirements for documenting the loss or notifying the stallion owner in case of a dead full. Also note whether the guarantee gives a rebreeding privilege. Um, this may come with a time limit, it may not. Um, it also may be a refund uh, instead of a full, uh, but this is generally not including shipping fees or collection fees um, as they are collected on behalf of third parties rather than by the stallion owner. I hope that this Breeding Your Mare podcast has been illuminating and we wish you all luck when choosing your stallions and have a very happy and healthy full outcome for your mares. Please be sure to visit europeanbrabant.com and subscribe to our Brabant Bulletin you can see all of the supportive documents and pictures from this podcast on our Brabant Bulletin blog. If you have any questions, be sure to become an EBRA member and get on the forum and talk to our community. You don't have to own a Brabant in order to be part of our community, and we welcome everybody. So we look forward to seeing you on our forums and at one of our member meetings. Until then, have a great day. <laughs>